You mean, Kojak? Mean and frosty. Yeah, tell me about it. flat on the ground, but it's a sure one to fight, there'll be someone to jive you, and try to keep bringing you down. Now for a while you might take that abuse, and convince yourself to stay loose, but then one day he'll throw you away, and say you're good for nobody's use. But then I'll come your way, turn your blackest night into day, when you're needing it bad, cause the flop time's too bad. I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say... Tippy-tap, 35? Something. I don't know. All I know is uh, Telly Savalas was spitting fire into the mic with that opening song. Woo. Murray, this has to be touching right at your heart your heartstrings here. Yeah, this is... We, we, like we said, March is a celebration of us. It's our birthday. It's our 200th episodes coming up. And we're going to let you in on a little... What's, what makes us tick? Like what? So we're doing... Two tippy taps. One, I'm doing one. Griff's doing one of our all-time favorite TV cops. That's right. And so, of course, we're doing today. Kojak. We've heard. We've heard you talk about Kojak before. Yeah, I can't believe it took us this long to get to it. But hey, we're here now. Yours really fits in a lot better with what we do. We watched one of the greatest pieces of TV cinema I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah, it was perfect. And you have been pushing one of these remedies on us forever, and it has barely come to fruition until this episode has come full circle, finally. Chocolate bars and orange juice. Yeah, that plays an important part in this episode. I will say, that shit looked like Sunny D. It looked weak. Uh, Is that, do you got to build up to the pulpy shit, though? Of course you do. This is baby steps. Right. Kicking heroin, for Christ's sakes, Griff. Come on. Right. And now, I mean, since it is... At first, you start with the purple stuff. Oh. Then you do the sunny D. Oh, interesting. Then you do the pulp. Since we are talking Kojak, this is your guy. What, yeah. When do you even start with Kojak? Interesting story, Griff. I'm glad you asked that. Like a lot of people, I was ignorant. I didn't know... I looked at, I saw a Kojak, and I'm like, oh, what's that fucking who loves you, baby guy with the fucking lollipops? Fuck that guy. Gives his shit. And then one day, like a lot of things that happened in my life, I'm like lying in bed like two in the morning, staring at TV. I'm like, Kojak comes out. I'm like, I'm going to watch this. I, I, for, I was still like ignorant. I was still like, this. I'm going to laugh at this. How old? I was like 18, 19. I came late in the life. That's all right. Yeah. I found Star Trek late in life. I found Columbo very late in life. Yeah. As long as you find it, that's all it matters. That's exactly, exactly. And I hope if anyone who doesn't have never seen Kojak, I hope after this tippy tap, you can go look into it. Right. So I'm just lying in bed, and like this episode we're doing is not my favorite Kojak episode because I don't have a favorite Kojak episode. Because to me, the stories are who cares? It's the character of Kojak I love mm-hmm. because it's like if you notice, like he's constantly irritated, always, which is kind of like me, constantly irritated. Yeah, he's abrasive. Kind of like me. Yeah. And so I was like, maybe I just like, I go, I, there's a scene and I'll, when we get to it, I'll tell you, which I was like, oh my God, I fucking love this show. This guy rules. I'll, I'll, when we get to it, I'll point it out. Yeah. But so I was just watching it and I'm just like, yeah, this, this guy's fucking amazing. Like, what the fuck? You know? And, and what I love about Telly Savalas is if you've seen enough of his shit, he basically just plays Telly Savalas in every movie. He's not really an actor. He just plays... Like, I, I totally believe this is Telly Savalas. Like, mm-hmm. there's no diff, there's no blurring between Kojak and Telly Savalas. Did you ever go into any Telly Savalas movies? Yeah. I didn't realize he was a movie man, too. Yeah. He was mainly known for Kojak. What, he did, what's, he did. what's a Telly movie? 
Oh, uh, there's a movie I want to do with a Bronson movie called The Family that he's in. He okay. was in The Dirty Dozen. That was the one oh, where okay. he played a different character. He played like a religious fanatic guy in that. Okay, one. so he, he stretched himself there. But for the most, but part, he had a lollipop in his mouth. No, well, see, that's that's the thing. Jesus people, loves you, baby. Here, here's the thing. You notice there was no lollipop in this episode. I did notice. That's that. one of the things people don't get. I he didn't say who loves you, baby, every episode. Mm-hmm. Which people think he does. No, he didn't. He yeah. probably said it like three or four times the entire series. Okay. And the lollipops didn't come in until like the like last, the second to last season. Okay. Because uh, you notice he was smoking these little cigars Constantly. the whole time, and it was because, and of course this makes perfect sense because why wouldn't children look up to Telly Savalas? <laughs> people came to him and like. You're setting a bad example. You're smoking, and he was like, "Okay, I'll." And he switched over to the lollipops. Okay. <laughs> Actually, there's a great episode where a lollipop saves a traumatized kid, but maybe that'll be another tippy. Maybe that'll be. I don't know. I I enjoyed the shit out of watching this episode so much. I'm ready to quit Golden Globes Theater and just start a Kojak uh, podcast where I just go through every episode. Yeah, so, no, I like the sound of that. But because uh, and yeah, we're not doing both. We don't have time for that shit. We don't. But but yeah, and what I love about the character of Kojak, Telly Savalas. He will say he has he says shit with so much conviction that even when he says nonsense, you like you buy it. And he does it all the time. He he did I'll, I'll point out he did in this episode here. He'll just say nonsense shit, kind of like you, but you don't say your shit with conviction, but he'll say these weird metaphors that he just makes up out of pulls out of his ass and you're like you're like, "Oh yeah." And then as soon as he leaves the room, you're like, "The fuck did he just say?" It's just some weird ass shit, <laughs> and I totally believe that's totally Telly Savalas ad libbing. I have there's no way these like phrases were ever written by a writer. And that's kind of your thing, though. We talked about it with the Mac, where you felt like so much of that movie is ad libbed. And if you watch that movie, I mean, this isn't just you. When I watched, it, I was like, they're ad libbing. Anyone who's not movie. racist watched you know, that episode. Maybe, yeah. There we go. But it's it feels like so much is ad lib. You feel like he showed up, he did a Wingshauser and just made up his yes, shit, exactly. and then just walked right off. Exactly. That's a perfect. That's a perfect metaphor. He holds a Wingshauser. Yeah, I I'm, could totally see Telly Savalas doing the bar scene from Get to Get All Tabo. right, fringe fuck over here with a fucking little cigar hanging out of like, his you mouth. Fringe fuck, and he would slap somebody. Yeah. That's what I also loved. Kojak constantly slapping people. Yeah. He's totally, he's a total prick to everyone who works under him, yet they would take a bullet for him. Oh, interesting. Everybody fucking loves him. I like this. He's always throwing trash everywhere, too. I didn't like that about him. Because that's for little people to pick up. He's fucking Kojak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's just like, fuck He really believes in meritocracy. But why wouldn't he? He worked hard to get where he is. So he's one of the few where meritocracy actually worked. So good for him. Maybe be a little kinder to people, but... (laughs) At least there's some connection there where they'd take a bullet for him. Right. But what's really important, Tim, I am even using your first name because this is your episode. People need to know more about Tim Murray, and they're always writing me, and they're asking me questions, and I'm like, you're not – I'm not Tim. Yeah, he's not. They're very curious. They know about our birthday month. They want to know what's happening with the cake this year. Do you have that situated already? No, I haven't thought about it yet. Pistachio, vanilla, white. What now are you you're doing? bringing up. Oh man, you're bringing up the fucking nightmare I had a couple years ago where they fucked my cake up. That's right. We everyone's concerned about your cake. You went on that for four months straight. I won't, yeah, I, I'm not going back to that place. I like we go. know, we know all about. For some reason, in America we fo- fo- follow like the royal family over in Merry Old England, but you're the next controversy, right. the the Murray cake controversy. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I just spent our our, our uh, Superfly episode remarking on episodes and telling people, go listen to them, I explain. I will explain this one story for you, because I don't even remember what episode we talked about this. I, yeah, it must have been. It had to have been after my birthday, that uh, episode. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was But, all right. I wanted an ice cream cake. I just wanted pistachio ice cream white cake. And a Pepsi. And I didn't even want a Pepsi. I hate Pepsi. <laughs> and so we get the cake, and we cut into it. And it's fucking chocolate cake. And I'm like, okay, I'll be cool. I was furious. I was livid. I was ready to fucking... <laughs> I almost slapped my mom like Kojak would do. I was going to say, you almost... But I, I was like, you fucked it up again, slapper. <laughs> but I didn't. I kept my cool. And then we bite into it. And I'm like, this is fucking mint chocolate chip. This ain't even fucking pistachio ice cream. Because you know they, they, they do the green ice cream with pistachio. Yes, you never know. 
and I just spat it on the fucking floor. I, just, I, I did a Kojak and squeaked, threw it off the table. <laughs> so my mom, terrified, because I was ready to, I, was, I was like Cartman, about to slap my mom. <laughs> Cartman? <laughs> yeah, it's his name. I just like how you said it. Cartman! <laughs> exactly. So she's pissed too, because she's like, what the fuck? So she calls up the place. They try to say, like, try to blame my mom and say she fucked up. So she goes up there with my sister. My sister's a total Karen. So my sister was like, I think there was like, she like threatened to call the police or some crazy Jesus shit like Christ. that. All I know is we didn't get a fucking cake. My birthday was ruined. It's garbage. <laughs> I got to let you know that we have the ABC Channel 7 problem solvers involved this year. <laughs> We're getting you your cake. We're getting you a fucking pony. I want my cake and I want to eat it too. All right, yeah. not just I don't just want it. We're we're doing the whole fucking blowout party for you this year. That's what you're getting this year. Pony, we're getting you party poppers. Um, we're we're gonna call up the ghost of Robert Ginty. We're gonna Ouija board him in, it's just so you can poke him in the eyes. Yes, I'll do that. I'm for that. Now, the other thing that people are very curious about is they want to know: Did they ever let you into official? Basketball leagues because we heard all about your score streaks, your your trick shots. They could have well, let Griff you. Griff is so jealous of this because we Griff thinks you. of himself as the jock of the team because he was a, a little league player. He was a hot shit when he was twelve, so now he can't let me shine at all. I'm trying He's like, to let you, know, you shine. No, you're not. You're throwing doubt on it. You're like mocking me, mocking me with this. <laughs> You're just like, oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. What, let's remember, what league did you play in? Let's remember, I dropped out of baseball. I quit on baseball. I quit on sports. I'm just I trying to shine said, up your basketball skills. No, I never said I would I would have destroyed you, but I never said I was like so amazing. Like I couldn't have made my high school. Fuck. I, went to, I went to a black school, Griff. Of course, I'm not going to fuck you. <laughs> Fucking, you know, I'm like average height and I can't jump for shit. You know, the highest I could ever jump. I could touch the middle of the net. That's the highest I could ever get. So there's no way in hell I could ever slam a fucking ball. You could have just said you're. The I was being, and that was part, part of the reason why I was so great was I couldn't jump, so I had to figure out ways to score without getting blocked. That's right. Like John Stockton. Nobody cares about that. Everybody cares about John Stockton. <laughs> no, only Carmel. people in Utah care about John Stockton. The Jazz. Everything wrong with America is the fact that the Utah Jazz played in Utah, and now they're the Pelicans. No, they're still the Utah Jazz. Yeah, but at least Louisiana got their team back. It's just they're the Pelicans now instead of the Jazz, like they should be. Yeah. So, well, no. What they originally they were the Hornets. Oh, that's right. And would have made perfect sense because Utah is called the Beehive State. If they just switched names and it was the Utah Hornets. And the New Orleans Jazz. Yeah. That would have made perfect sense. Instead, Charlotte got the Hornets. Look, we, we had a team that spent two years to come up with the Commanders for a football team, for fuck's sake. Oh All right. We suck. I mean, anyway, we don't let's suck. Get, let's get Billionaires back. suck. What doesn't suck is Kojak. That's right. Okay, I'm going to, for the the novices, and I think this was your first episode, I'm going to break down the main characters on the show so you know the relationships they have with Kojak. First up, you have Frank, which is the captain, the bald, old bald guy. Yeah. He's the captain. Kojak's is the lieutenant. Kojak runs that precinct. Frank, whatever you say, Kojak, Kojak will fucking scream at him. That's played by his brother, too, isn't it? No, it's not. Oh, okay. He, this is played by the guy from Cleopatra Jones. Who is I was going to say, I recognize this who guy, was like, Cleopatra Jones. You're gorgeous, Cleopatra. Yes. I was like, why do I recognize this yeah. old, wrinkly white man? That's Frank. Was he one of our good ones? He was. Yeah. That's why I recognize him. Because yeah. he, at the end of the movie, he did the fist. Yeah. Yes. Then we have Stavros. This is Telly Savalas' brother. Oh, okay. George Savalas. Which one was he? He's, he's the fat guy. With curly hair? Yes. Okay. Obviously, he got the job because of Telly Savalas. And you know, I know Telly Savalas never let him forget it because Stavros is like Kojak's punching bag where he oh. just constantly abuses. He calls him fatso. He doesn't call him Stavros. He's always fatso. I like it. Constantly abuses him. Of course he's going to abuse him because if you're a beautiful guy like Telly Savalas, but you got cursed with baldness and you have a fucking fat brother with this mop of hair, <laughs> you're going to resent him. I mean, they have the same face. They have the same giant nose. They have the same, wow, like... that sounded a little racist. They, 
They look like Stonehenge figures. The both of them. Easter Island, not Stonehenge. There are no figures in Stonehenge. You're no, thinking, I mean they're. I Island. no, I mean their faces don't look like faces at all. They look like squ- square figures. I meant Stonehenge. Well, then that's a stupid fucking comparison. <laughs> if you had said Easter Island, I go that makes sense because they have the. Yeah, I know. Like I was trying to save myself there. So yeah, he's just Kojak's punching bag. Do you have Kraka? Crocker, who only had a bit part in this movie, okay. this episode, who was supposed to be like the young, sexy dude, and even though he's balding, was he the one with the fluff of hair sticking out? No, that guy, that guy's not just he, a nobody. Yeah, okay. Nobody. Um, and he was the guy who would run and beat up people because obviously Kojak's like fifty years old when they're filming this shit. So yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. not going to be running or any of that shit. So right. he, was, he was the action. It's guy. like later seasons of Walker when Walker let everyone else do the stunts. And sometimes Mike Norris would show up to do a stunt for Chuck Norris. Right. And then he had Rizzo and Saperstein, where we were just minor guys. They were in, like, a bunch of episodes. They were in these uh, this episode. Yeah. But they, they're just, like, minor cop roles. They never have any showcase. It's it's mainly Croc. Croc! Stavros. So that's, like, the re- major recurring characters. All right. It's very easy to get a handle on. They don't make you waste time with characters, knowing where they're at, knowing what they're doing. They just cut right into it. You know Kojak's no nonsense. He's got that look on his face at all times. So Telly, Telly's good right. about that. Right. Always looks intense. Always looks serious. Always looks irritated. Always looks irritated. And how can you be irritated at your own <laughs> birthday party? Speaking of birthday parties, I didn't even plan this. Yeah. Yes. It opens up with Kojak's birthday. We see happy birthday Theo, right? Okay, Theodopolis Kojak. Yep. Greatest Greek cop of all time. Exactly. And we got the family around, and Kojak's got a brand new camera he got from his sister. He's snapping some shots. Taking a picture of someone opening up that pistachio cake, and it's perfect. And you can see the little pistachio nuts in there, so you don't confuse it for a fucking mint fucking ice cream. Well, we got a whole Greek spread. We got the souvlaki. We've got the baklava. We've got the fucking saganaki. Mm. Everything so good. That brings that. Did I ever tell you this story? That Saganaki brings up a story where my sister cock blocked me. Did I ever tell you this? The in, Saganaki cock block in Greek Town. Yeah. Did the old Sa- Murray, you fent. This is like your uh, your your Han Solo solo run or whatever they call it. The run his the, run. Yeah. The, the Saganaki yeah. cock block. You're just <laughs> not going to tell me about it. Well, there's not a lot to it, but I could have gotten probably laid, and my sister was there to cock block. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't intend to. It was just like if you were there with me, I would have gotten laid. But it was because my sister was with me. It threw me off. So, so what you're telling me is you're still not going to tell us the story because you're uh, selling it to Disney. What? No, I'll tell it right now. Oh, okay. You want to hear it? Let's oh, hear oh, it. It's your okay. birthday episode. All right. So, my sister. It is. This was around my birthday because this was a birthday present my sister got me. What? She uh, she got me tickets to see the Norwegian black metal band Mayhem. Oh, who, who, who are famous for half the band was like murdered or committed suicide. Look into it. Okay. And so we saw that. And since we're like, I guess people don't know. Like, people out outside of Detroit might not know this because we don't ha- we don't have a Chinatown in in Detroit. We have Greek town. Yes. I don't know why, because I don't think we have this huge Greek population. Maybe we did at one time. There's probably a good amount of history to it, and we'll get our researchers on that when we can hire them back. Right. Because I lost a lot of money yeah. gambling. And, uh, well, we don't. We barely have any Greek town now because the fucking casinos and shit pushed all those guys out. They pushed them out. Now we got Wahlburgers. Yeah, and, it's this chain garbage bullshit now. And we got Chicago deep dish pizza. Is anyone in the world clamoring for Chicago deep dip pizza casserole? That's a once what? every three years yeah, type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I have a hankering once. It's like leap year. Every leap year, you have like, a Chicago pizza. You bring in a New York pizza, have a nice slice when you're on the way to the game or something. Perfect. No one's sitting down. No one. <laughs> so anyways, the Saganaki cock block of uh, so 1998. Decide, since we're down in tricks, I think it was at Majestic. Good venue. So we're like, hey, and it was it was the most it was the most clusterfuck tour because originally it was supposed to be a big tour with a bunch of bands, and one of the bands actually we saw at Harpo's Marduk, they had uh, work visa issues, so they even though they announced they were going to be on this tour, they never came to America because of their work visa issues, Shit. and they were all like, 
they're coming because like we were at near near the end of the tour so like they're coming and so as as the tour went along more bands fell off it because it was such a clusterfuck so by the time we got there it was mayhem and some local guys okay that sucks yeah and so uh where was i going with this saganaki cock block saganaki cock block so we we go to the concert and then we're like, well, since we're in uh, you when know, in Greek Town, go let's go get some Greek Town. Greek Town's so, probably like four miles away. Yeah, originally we were, we usually go to the Lycon, which, which is no longer there anymore, but it was a close for some reason. So we went to the Pegasus, which is the McDonald's of Greek food. It's, it's not good. Yeah, and so we're there. Scratches an itch though. Yeah, and uh, I got to point this out. People think my sister. We don't look like we're related, so people think we're a couple when oh, we're out. Oh, no. Okay. So we're sitting at a booth, getting our food, and then these totally obnoxiously drunk chicks come in with like some old dude who's obviously been plying them with like drugs and like liquor oh, and shit, yeah. like trying to score on these bitches, and they're using him to get free drinks and all that shit. They probably met at a club. Okay. And like they were hot, but they were super fucking. And like I would never want to date one of these women, but I would fuck one of them. Right. You'd buy them saganaki. Right. Well, that's this is where it comes in. So they're so fucking obnoxiously drunk, like screaming. The one guy's like, "I want saganaki, saganaki!" <laughs> like they're just yelling and just creating a scene. My sister's getting irritated by because. There's no there's no attention on my sister at the time. She's pissed off that these women are getting any attention. But and there's and they're just like these drunk whores. And then there's this one chick who just starts talking about her pussy and shit like like out of the blue. Like it's like and like this we're in public. You know, keep it down. So but I'm like laughing because I wish you had been there because then we could have some fun with them. Just fucking with them. But my sister's getting totally irritated and annoyed by this. And I'm just like laughing to myself. And then I, and then I, I'm, here's, here's the punchline of the, the whole story. It's that we're getting, I think my sister's like, oh, I'm, I'm, we gotta leave. Let's go. And I'm like, whatever. So we're walking by and she's like, and the, 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 the oddest chick, I was kind of bummed about this. Was like, <laughs> she's like, what is he doing with her? He's hot. And I was like, yeah, I feel good about myself. But I don't get you know that's the best I got. I couldn't get you know I didn't get laid by it. Oh, so what Murray is trying to say that if I were there, what he would have done is intercept the waiter coming over with a saganaki. Nagasaki, yeah, saganaki. I'm thinking fucking. Uh, uh, you're thinking Japan, uh, Japan yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the wine. Wait, no, Nagasaki is no, one of the cities we blew up. After oh Hiroshima. shit, that's right. Let's, Whatever. I, I, I blew ago. that memory out of my mind because I yeah. felt so terrible about Why? it. They asked so for you would have intercepted the Saganaki and you yeah. would have fucking lit it on fire and then <laughs> yeah. held it down real low right. and then, you know, exactly. said something romantic like, I got a little Naki for your. Can you, can you sock my Naki? <laughs> can you sock this Naki? <laughs> there we go. Now we're working. Now we're rolling. See, people say we don't tell enough dirty jokes. That was the dirtiest <laughs> of all jokes. Ask us that? They're always asking you're us. Could you tell? Enough. We're not. You're you're not telling any dirty jokes lately. And so there you go. Yeah. Sog my knock. And that's uh, Murray's Saganaki. There you go. Block. There you have it. That's that. That will forever be known as the Saganaki. So at some point we started this tippy tap about Kojak. Yeah, and we're back to it. Well, we were. It, it's it, Greek food to Greek. Because they had a great Greek spread. That's how we get back to it. And we do hear someone say in the background, hey, anyone want to sog this knock? And we see Stavros playing the little Greek ukulele. The yeah. little, he's like singing. He's crushing it. Yeah, I believe it was Fight Fire with Fire, which wasn't even out yet. So he invented <laughs> yes. that song. Yeah. And Coach Jack always command, everybody get together. We're taking a family picture. Without any joy. He (laughs) somehow delivers everything without any joy. He's so angry about this. But at the same time, he's got the tiniest (laughs) little smile on his face. So good. And then he pulls aside his... I think this is his brother-in-law. I don't think it's his brother, Constantino. It was. Who looks exactly that. Who looks like Frank Costanza. He does. Little dude. Young Frank Costanza. And he just grabs him forcefully, pushes him in front, and then just slaps the shit out of him. And the guy's got the biggest grin on his face as he's being totally emasculated in front of his whole family. Yeah. And they get and on top of it, classic Kojak move. He grabs the hot chick with the big tits and like grabs her, like puts her up against him, gives the fucking most angriest smile I've ever seen. <laughs> and then they take the picture. <laughs> and so as all this joy is happening, we're enjoying Kelly Savella's just fucking kill it on, on set here. We see this fucking sweaty Ted Nugent looking little <laughs> motherfucker. Perfect pop in. casting. 
Right, perfect casting. A little rat face looking motherfucker, Donnie. I want to. We point out that there's characters named Johnny, Donnie, and Sonny in this fucking <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah, this is Steven Seagal level naming of <laughs> yes. characters here. So Donnie runs in. He just barges in. He grips right. it. He opens the door. <laughs> he got any food? Is that a CD? Are you see over there? That's worth a lot of money on the street. And so Johnny, uh, his friend, Kojak's nephew. Yeah, Kojak's nephew. Who was creeping me out because he looked almost exactly like the Night Stalker Richard Ramirez. <laughs> it was creepy. Yeah. And so he sees him and runs over to him. And Donnie's like, Donnie needs a fix. <laughs> Donnie's having a real jonesing here. So we, drug addicts, as we know, talk in third person. That's just what. That's <laughs> yes. something that it's happens. Part of the symptoms. It's third it's, person. You separate from yourself right. when you're a drug addict. Uh, it's the weirdest thing. So it's like, you got any money? I'm a fucking senior in high school. Of course, I don't have any money. Right. This isn't like Reagan America, where you can just go get a job and make a bunch of money in one week. No, oh. this is the '70s. Oh. This is uh, Carter, maybe? I don't know. No, this would have been either Ford or Nixon. Ford or Nixon, yeah. yeah. And so I guess they, they're going to just go out and try to score somehow? They're, I don't... They're, yeah, they allude to just them leaving, but it, just, it turns out as we get to the street, Donnie's got sticky well, we get fingers. We get a nice zoom in on that brand new camera that, oh, that okay. Kojak's There was just, a zoom in. Kojak's sister Mary had got him for his birthday, and you see him lick. He literally was licking his lips, and then he just he pulled a griff and just grabbed that fucking camera and then threw it in his shirt out the door with with Johnny. Yeah, stole a camera or two. So, so they're out frolicking on the street. They're always skipping on the streets of New York. They do skip the streets. See, Murray, this is what I'm talking about by walkable cities. Look how happy they are in their walkable city. Right. So that's what I'm talking about. Can I just point out something? Yeah. Griff's constantly talking about walking walkable cities. He never walks his dog ever. You should be ashamed of yourself. She doesn't like to walk. We go in the backyard and that's, play. That's not true. She we would play like to walk. multiple you're, times you're, a day. You're, no, I guarantee you, if you walked her regularly, she would like it. Okay. I'm just saying. Well, how long should I wait after a bum knee surgery? You got to ask your vet about that. I don't know. I got to consult with oh, that. Griff always an excuse. Anyway, <laughs> so they're fr- they're like they're going to the, the candy man, the guy that hooks them up. Mm. Mr. Candyman. Willy Wonka inspired Candyman. Right. Candyman can because he mixes it with heroin. It makes the world taste good. So he's this like creepy looking dude, got the skullet going on, and they're like, hey, man, we need some of that, that candy. And he's like, follow me. And he shuts, puts the clothes sign on, locks the door. They go in the back room. It's 10 p.m. You could be closed. You're a right. candy shop. This is, like, a, this is a city that never sleeps. Right? It's New York City. It's a good point. You can get candy at 3 in the morning. That's right. Hey, I got meatballs at four in the morning after a show, so that yeah, was a good there time. There you go. Yeah. So he takes them in the back room. And they're like, we we need some of that stuff, man. I got I got this camera. This candy man, he knows a good camera when he sees it. He do, he loves his boudot shots. He loves taking fucking his candy. Boudot shots? Yeah, you know, the, the half nude ones. It's boudoir. Boudoir? What did yeah, I say? He said boudot. Oh, that's uh, slang? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so you know this guy knows his way around a camera and everything, but he looks at the camera a couple times and says, oh, yeah, that's... Art like- of the deal, Griff. Yeah, he's like, that's like a fun dip size. Fun dip? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'll throw in half a chalk stick for each of you. He's like, half a chalk stick? Yeah. Like, we love sucking on those things after we get our H on. No, he's only going to get half a bag and half a stick. And Johnny's like... My mom paid $79 for this. That's a horrible deal. Well, why don't you go sell it back to your mom? And they're like, we'll take whatever you offer us. So he's like, you're not, even, you're I, not, like, you're not even eating cherry. I, I you're lo- getting grape. I love how they direct young drug addicts because they're both itching their <laughs> injection spot. Like, yeah. oh, we can't wait any longer. Right, yeah. So that's so, how you know I don't have a gambling addiction because right. I'd be itching my pockets all the time. Oh, okay. Looks like they, they don't have the mumps, that's for sure. <laughs> so they go back to their, their heroin den, some abandoned building where they shoot up. Yeah, they got their own cool little hideout for this. And they're flying high, man. And, of course, the stupidest plans always come into your mind when you're high. So Donnie's like, hey, man, I got an idea. We can get our fucking money back. Because that guy robbed us, when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Let's go back and, and steal the camera back. And then you're not in trouble. And then one poor impression with Johnny, with his rat face friend Donnie. He's like, what? it doesn't matter that they're high right now. He start, you just see him start going to that fucking injection spot, and he's itching. And again, he's like, Daddy does need his next fix. We're talking about a baby boy here. He shouldn't be calling himself Daddy. No. 
He shouldn't even think about taking that age. He's a senior in high school. Exactly. We've got the same problem. You see how problems come back around? We have a horrible opiate problem. Cycle of life. Cycle of life, everybody. So they go back to the Candyman's place. They see the doors locked, so they go around back, and they notice that the Candyman's busy with Wilson, the Shylock. All right. And so we zoom in on their conversation, and Wilson's getting a little frisky with them because he's got his bag of drugs he sells to the Candyman. Which I don't understand because they say he's a Shylock. So that's a, that's a loan shark. So why is he also dealing drugs? He's expanding? Well, what we've learned all of Black History Month is that some pushers and some uh, pimps, they work in many different diversify. fields. you got to diversify. Yeah. Uh, they said that in the uh, Wu-Tang uh, investment opportunity on that Chappelle Show episode. you got to oh. diversify your bonds. Okay. So he's doing a little bit of everything. He's going to sell to them. But Candyman's a little short. He's like, right. don't worry. I'm good for it. He opens a closet just full of TVs. Yeah. Like, full I'll of s- like 12-inch TVs. Yeah. He's like, I'll s- Which I'll probably s- cost $500 at the time. Yeah. Which is, of course, $10,000 today. Yeah, about $10,000. $10,500. Yeah. He's like, look at this. I got I got all the money right here. I'm good for it. You know what? I need this stuff, man. He's like, look, I'm in the cash business, not the TV business. You come back to me when you got some cash. I just need two days. And then he's like, I don't fucking care. I'm here now. He goes to walk out. Yeah, well, Candyman reaches down. He's just like, I don't know what to do with this. He grabs that camera. And it's a good thing in the 70s you guys built things to last. Yeah, I did. Because unlike today, this would probably break on him like a piece of sugar glass and nothing. But he whaps Wilson in the face with that camera. And he's like stunned for a minute. But he's he's insulted. Too bad for uh, uh, the Candyman. Wilson's had to take a few cheap shots in his lifetime. So he turns around, just slowly pulls his gun out, and shoots him. Yeah, and the kids see that. Donnie and Johnny see it. And then uh, Wilson comes out the front with his man, right-hand man Davis is waiting for him. And he's like, what? Davis is like, what the fuck? I heard a shot. He's like, hey, the guy fucked with me. I I had to ice him. And as they're talking, we hear this fucking dumbass fucking Johnny and Donnie Fall over some fucking. They're high and giggling, <laughs> like you know. Well, of course they're. They've got to be a giggler. You got to have a giggler in the game. Got to have a giggler, yeah. And they fall over the uh, garbage cans, make a lot of noise. And Davis is like, "Hey, I recognize that idiot with the fucking army yeah. hat." They run down a. It was, it was a moist alley. It wasn't particular. It was. In it wasn't quite wet yet. It yeah, wasn't it was, damp or yeah. deluge or anything. It was just kind of. It just had a little bit of. A little, little, little moist. Yeah, there's some fun guy growing in there. And like, yeah, uh, uh, Davis, like, I recognize that kid. The kid that stupid fucking Ted Nugent hat he's wearing. Yeah, a little Donnie, camouflage cow- cowboy hat. Donnie Nugent. Cut to Kojak. He's at the office. He's like, "What the fuck happened to Mike?" He's talking with Frank. He's like, "Yeah, I can't believe my my camera just went missing. You think my sister took it back? She always was jealous of me because I was always the fucking prettiest fucking. I was I was a prettier girl than he she was. And it just so happens that his captain or whoever he was talking to <laughs> is just like you, a pretty boy with a full head of hair. You gotta be kidding me." <laughs> Kojak just happens to have a picture of himself as a child in his desk, pulls it out. Frank is like, hmm, you are beautiful. This is amazing. And they keep the photo <laughs> hidden from the camera so you don't. the audience doesn't know. But we, we can assume. And then we get a call. Apparently, they kept great records in the 70s. He's like, Kojak, we found your camera at the scene of this crime. And they got all the serial numbers and everything. So we uh we we go to the the candy shop because that's where they found the camera. They're like, right. we're just gonna leave the camera where we found it because you need to go there anyway. Right. So, and Kojak's breaking it down. He's like, obviously this was a robbery. You know, somebody wanted this camera, and then the guy wouldn't buy it off him, and he shot him. Case closed. Right, and they're like trying to figure out was this a crime of passion? Was the person just have a sweet tooth? And he's looking around, and he's noticing that nobody touched the Toblerones. And if you're going to rob a candy store, that's the first thing you're going to go for is right. the Toblerones because those are Swedish, they're imported, they cost a lot of money, and they're triangular. Are they Swedish? Yeah. Okay. I thought they were Swiss or something. They might be Swiss. I don't know. All I know is Kojak is like, mm, let me go talk to my sister because she gave me the camera. Maybe she'll know something. Heads over to Mary, his sister's place. He's asking her, like, who... Do you remember who was at the party? And he's like, I remember this rat face fucking kid. Do you know who that is? Like, that's, that sounds like Donnie, Johnny's best friend. Yeah. 
Because I believe he, uh, well, maybe he did start with that. And he's like, you know what? I'll go ahead and ask Johnny about Donnie. Where is the old whippersnapper? Is he in the back? No, he's he's out. Well, where the fuck is he? I mean, he's a senior in high school. He should be at school getting easy. Yeah, because she's like, he's looking for a job. He's like, why does he need a fucking job? He's in in high school. You need money? Well, he dropped out, Theo. And you just see the look of disgust go across Theo's face. And not only did he drop out, he won't listen to me anymore. And, he, and like, Coach is like, well, maybe I need to talk to him. If you won't listen to his mother, she's totally an enabler, first of all. He's like, I was going to listen to his uncle. And he's like, because I'm Kojak. Everyone listens to me. Yeah. Would you have liked to have a Kojak figure in your life? I, I did. Yeah. He came to me late in life. But yeah. He's still, he is in my life and he's in my heart. Oh, okay. So this was good enough. The Kojak character on TV. You notice I've never done heroin. It's true. You haven't. Oh, and I've been tempted many times. Shit. Okay. I always love the fact, and this is the, this is the truth. People think they can dabble in heroin. Like it's always going to turn out bad. It's almost it's like gambling. It's going to turn <laughs> out bad. But they're like, no. I, everyone, someone's doing it right now as we speak. I can mainline heroin, and it ain't going to be a big deal. I'm the one guy who can beat heroin. And just do it recreationally. I'm pretty sure the last, like, some of the last people I work with at the TV installation stuff were dabbling with heroin. And, like, the one day the guy took our van into a ghetto and it came back and he just parked it in the shop. Didn't say anything to anybody because why would you? So we show up the next day and there's clearly baseball bat bashed imprints on the windshield. And so we're, it's like fully gated and everything. So we're like, Oh, what happened to the van? It's like, I don't know. It parked here, and now there's baseball bats on. You know, it got bashed in. And so, you know, we traced the gas card, and it turned out he was doing some shady shit and selling gas and stuff. And, yeah, so he was uh, he was an H user is yeah. all I'm trying to say. It didn't – the dabbling didn't work. Right. That's where I was wrapping this back yeah. around to. It never does, like Johnny and Donnie, who are hanging out at their, their, their heroin den. And they're just like, we got to get fucking, you know, we haven't been high in like 12 hours. We got to get some shit. And like, we don't have any fucking money. Nobody's going to loan us fucking money. The only person we know who can loan us money is Wilson. And he knows we fucking saw murder somebody. Right. And then Donnie gets that fucking uh, light bulb bulb over the head. And he's just like, how about we blackmail this dangerous man who we saw murder somebody in cold blood? He, you know, we're witnesses. He's got no choice. We got leverage on him. (laughs) Classic drug addict. You didn't even saw him kill somebody, and he's not going to kill them. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we can get some heroin and some money out of this. It's because they're listening to the wrong fucking rock music. You know what they should have been listening to? Black Oak, Arkansas. Because all they would have cared about is going down to the south and starting a hippie commune. Well, okay. Okay. But Johnny loves the idea. He's like, let's do this. Because he, he's got no choice. He's going to have to He's gonna have to give us what we want. He's scratching that arm, man. He's he's like, I need that next fix already. It's been 10 minutes. I don't have a problem. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can kick it anytime I want. Next morning, Wilson and Davis are talking. Wilson's like, you heard anything about those kids? We got to flush these guys out. Put some, just start handing fucking, uh, fucking $2 bags, which... They, I wonder how much that would have been in heroin. I mean, $2 seems like nothing. Yeah, really, right? But then inflation, I don't know. Because $2 in 1975 was like $12,000 right now. Right. So I guess it works out. Oh, uh, yeah. It's definitely a... It's a, it's a. I mean, minimum wage was $0.02 cents an hour in 1975. So right. it plays out. So he's like, look... And like Davis is like, we've never done this. We're like big fuck... We, we don't do street level shit. He's like... Do it now. We got to find these guys. Dabbling in a marketing. It's a scary adventure. I can tell you that much. So now we go back to the uh, precinct. Kojak's talking with Frank. He's just like, this doesn't play out. There's something going on with my nephew. I think he has something to do with this this camera business. There's too many pieces floating above Kojak's head, and uh, Frank can see it. Right. And so he's like, you're just you're too close to this. Yeah. You, even your nephew's involved with it. Go home. Sleep this one off for a little while. We'll take care of some things. You know, we'll put the word out there. And so Kojak's like, but what about... He's like, don't forget about it. He's like, I'm Greek. I'm not Italian. That doesn't work on me. He's like, well, 
Take take a nap on it. Before he leaves, Coach Jack grabs an urn of coffee and just pours it on the floor. And then it's like, somebody sweep this thing. Uh, <laughs> <and bop this, laughs> what is it out. with his power struggle, man? <laughs> it's I, not a struggle. He owns the fucking I mean, <laughs> yeah, really. It isn't a struggle. <laughs> I can only imagine in college how many uh, uh, cherry butts, you know, were Kojak forced people to pick up. Hundreds, if not thousands. <laughs> thousands. So uh, Frank goes to Stavros and Rizzo. He's like, look. This is Kojak's nephew. We have to find this kid. Do whatever you got to do. Spend the precinct's money. We need to find this kid. I'll call in downtown. We'll slash the coffee budget in half. We need to get this kid off the streets. This is Kojak's nephew. Right. He's, in, he's next in line to be Kojak. Right. Because Kojak didn't have kids. He'll never be Kojak. Exactly. Well, no, he won't be, but they just in case. Yeah, just, just in, in case. case. So uh, now we see... Uh, Davis just happens to be hanging out at a newsstand reading Motor Magazine. It's the 70s. And Donnie walks up on him. He's got his hands in his front pockets. Hey there. Not looking nervous at all. Not at all. He's like, you guys better give me $300 and some heroin or I'm going to go to the cops about Wilson. And Davis plays it cool. He's like, hey, baby, we can do that. Yeah. He's like, here, here's 20 bucks right now and a little something extra for you. And hands a couple $2 bags to... And he falls like just a dumbass junkie, so he falls for it. It's working, yeah. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna sweeten this deal. You want to talk to Wilson about this whole thing? Well, we hang out at Donatello's. Why don't you come meet us tonight? And uh, we'll get you. We'll get you an even better score. And he's like, sounds like a plan. So he just walks off smirking, that rat face fuck Donnie. So. We we then we I guess we cut to the scene where they're at D'Angelo's, the hangout of Wilson's. Yeah, and Wilson's playing it cool. He's like, "Kid, I would have done the exact same thing if I was in your place." Oh, I mean, I mean, this is when Wilson and Davis are talking in their car, oh, and they're okay. discussing the plan because okay. this is how. I mean, this is a TV show. We need right. a, the audience need to know what the diabolical right. plan is going to be. Right. So yeah. So they're like going. Wilson's like, "How about this?" How about we give them the harem they want, but it's pure harem. It ain't cut. Yeah. And he's like, that would kill him, boss. No shit. Yeah. It's suicide by murder or murder by suicide. And then we'll give him a gun or something. I don't know. They were going to plant the, yeah, they're going to plant Wilson's gun on him. So okay. he would take the, the Candyman's rap. Oh, okay. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So it's the perfect crime. All right. So now we go into that okay. night. And we're at, at D'Angelo's. And Wilson's playing it cool as a kid. I would have done the same thing. I, I kind of admire your balls that you have doing this. Yeah, he's even looking down at his pants. He's like, you got the mumps there? What's going on with that? And Donnie, of course, is like giggling to himself a little bit. No, those aren't the mumps. I just, I put a roll of quarters in my pocket to impress you. you so he's not, he's, he's not glad to see him. He isn't. Oh. So he's like, look, you kids got, you got, you got, Rolls of quarters for days. Here's three hundred. Here's three hundred. You want two hundred? Here's three hundred. Yeah. And here's a little something extra for you. Yeah. And then Donnie just runs out. They they're so gleeful they're gonna get high. They're skip literally skipping down the streets. Right. And you see two white kids who are like eighteen years old skipping down the streets. If you're a cop. There's something suspicious is going on. Yeah, I'd be worried about that too. I you know I'm not a fan of stop and frisk, but in this situation it, it felt necessary. Right. And Donnie, such a bitch, pushes Johnny into the cops and then runs. Yeah. So so Donnie gets away, Johnny gets busted. Johnny immediately, my uncle's a cop. Totally carrying it, carrying, carrying it. And just like, you know, in, you know, dropping fucking names and shit. Like, you can't arrest me because I got a cop in my family. All right, so we cut back over to the headquarters, and we, we have... We another headquarters. This is, like, in some other part. Like, Kojak's in Manhattan. This is, like, Brooklyn or okay. some shit. And so Kojak is just here. He's talking with the, to this district, you know. He's in his casual gear. He's got, like, a fucking blue denim shirt on. Smoking, yeah, you're right, yeah. Smoking his little cigar. Right. And this guy's like, hey, this dipshit says you're his uncle. I didn't, I you know, you know... Thin blue line. I didn't want. I don't want to bust them. I want to put them into your custody. I could tell that you bust balls. You know, your your uncle and everything. And it's looking like he's about to walk away. And then this detective turns around and goes, "Oh, hey, one more thing. Your nephew's got a problem. He's on the H. He's got a bad. He's got the H itch. 
The hitch. And if you don't believe me, let me show you. And he's like, kid, pull up your sleeve. This is too daunting. They don't even show it on camera. Yeah, you couldn't. I bet you couldn't back then. Yeah. And Co- the look of disgust on Kojak. Because he's like, how could, how could this have the same blood as me, this junky piece of shit? So the next scene we see... Kojak apparently left his windows rolled down because you see just see a nephew go flying through the window and crashing into the passenger seat. Right. Kojak's all about tough love. Yes. Kojak sits down. He fucking peels out, fucking swerving all the place. I want to point out, Kojak always opens the door before he stops and takes off before he closes the door when he leaves. Yeah. He always does that. It's very good. And so he's fucking... Again, hard love, tough love. He's fucking hitting uh, Johnny with some tough questions. When did you get started, kid? And um, last summer, how much are you doing? Not a lot, not at all. I'm just joy popping. I don't even do a bag a day. You're a junkie. No, I'm not. I could quit anytime I want. Yeah, that's what it, that's every answer a junkie gives us. Well, you know what? I got a time machine. Let's go ahead and pop <laughs> over here to Complex B. I'll show you what your future has in store for you. It's, he's all it's scared straight, dude. So they stop at a, like heroin. I guess it's not a crack house, the heroin house. Yeah. And they, as soon as they enter the room, it's like Kojak's a light and they're roaches because he's not <laughs> scurrying away. Except one dude with a giant white man fro. <laughs> yeah. He comes stumbling out. He's got the fucking oh, what's his name? Oh my god, the singer. So many tears I cried. Lenny Kravitz fro going on. Scarves hanging off. He's got him. the Jew fro going on, yeah. and he's just like. Hey, he's like playing like he's drunk. He's like, hey, yeah, yeah. This guy, they were like, hey, act like you're on heroin, and he didn't know what that meant. So, and Kojak just like grabs him by the collar, throws him against a wall, and is like, so, how long you been doing it? He's like, how old are you? It's like eight, like nineteen. Guy looks 19. like he's fucking thirty five. He's thirty nine. And he's like, how long have you been doing this? Ah, four or five years. But I, man, I kick any time that I want. I do joy pop. Excuse me. Are we hearing like a glitch in the Matrix here? Is this not the same speech Johnny just gave us? Right. What and, the fuck? And he's like, show me your arm, kid. And they, don't, they, don't, they, they don't show they it. They don't show it. They show yeah. pull up the sleeve. And then Kojak just dismisses the fucking crack. He's like, I get out of here. Grabs Johnny by the lapels. Furls him against a wall, pins him back. He's like, you know that piece of shit we just saw? That's just, I just see a junkie. You! You're looking in the mirror, kid. So we're back in the car, and again, we just see the cu- the kid go flying through the driver window into the passenger seat. Right. Fucking has to fix himself back up, get sit- seat belted in. Probably weren't even seat belts at this time. Right. And jo- uh, Kojak's telling him, you're getting detoxed. Right. First your body. Then your brain, it's happening. Right, because that's all you need. You just need 48 hours away from heroin, and you're clean like that. That's, that's it. all you need. He's like, I got a friend. I... So Kojak stops at a pay phone, calls up a guy. He's like, all right, I got a place for you. Drive over to the place. Crotchety-ass old man, played by Neville Brand, who our listeners probably know from uh, the Toby Hooper movie, Eaten Alive, about the innkeeper with the pet alligator that he fed people to. But he's Sunny South, ex-boxer, ex-junkie. He's dedicated his life to cleaning up people. He's got a nice onk hanging off yeah, his he's spiritual. Uh, neck now. Yep. And he's, but he's crotchety because he needs. He knows you got to come at him hard with the scared straight shit. Right? Or these kids will just tell you to fuck off. Kojak believes in him, but he doesn't even know his methods. So he's finally like, "Hey, let me know what is your methods again." And I think they've already maybe scattered Johnny up to the to to the room. He's like, go up to 224 and shower yourself off, kid. Well, no, he breaks him down for a minute because he's like, I'm not going to take any shit from you, kid. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to, you know, you try to bail, that's it. You only get one chance with me. You try to fuck with me. He told him about yeah. the boxer and the, right. you know, extra. He's like, I will fucking put you down. I'll put you through a table. I'll throw you through thumbtacks. I'll light right. that table and tax on fire. He's like, hit the showers, kid. And then Kojic's like, even Kojic's like, fuck, that was raw. Yeah. And then he's like. I just like to rough him up a little bit, smack him around. And he's like, I need the, any edge I can take, Kojic. Yeah. And Kojic's like, I understand. I understand. All right. What, what, what exactly are your methods again? Like, what, what, what is your, what do you use to really break them down? I use what every rehab clinic uses. Sugar and OJ. 
So I'm going to be cramming Kit Kats down his throat and th- pouring down the Sunny D with a fucking funnel in his mouth. Kojak's like, all right, that sounds pretty good. You know, Come back to me in a couple days. I'll have him cleaned up. What else do you need from me today? <laughs> He's like... The room was the room for a week, a week in New York City. This is a pretty nice fucking. I think people would kill to have a one room apartment in New York. A hundred percent. It's like thirty four dollars. So Kojak pulls out this big wad, rips rips off tooth. This is where I became a Kojak yeah, fan. This is good. This scene. This is good. He slams two twenties into Sonny's hand, and then he walks away. And then he stops himself. And this is where, if you watch normal boring TV, you're waiting for him like take care of my nephew. Yeah. Kojak just goes, you owe me $6, baby. <laughs> and then slaps Sonny in the fucking face. This guy who's going to help him. And Co- the biggest grin on Sonny's face. He's like, I got slapped by Kojak. All right. All right. All right. Love Fest is <laughs> over. We go to our commercial back. We come back. And it's right down into fucking hollows of heroin. Right. Because remember, Donnie got that pure heroin from Wilson. And he's ready. He's like, fuck Johnny. This is all for me now. Right. And he's got double – he's double dipping here. He's got one whole fun dip stick now right. to work with. So he's like, I am going nuts. I'm having the time of my life here. Next day, we get the scene. There's just a body with a needle dangling in his arm. We got Kojak, Stavros. I think Saperstein was there. They're going over – Kojak's like, I want full forensic on this fucking body. We see the, the gun that – Wilson's gun was laid there. And, like, Stavros like, I guess the case is closed. This kid fucking obviously killed that guy. Clearly. And Kojak's, no, I think there's some other shit going on here. You want us to do a whole forensic on an OD case? Like, none of this makes sense, Kojak. This is my nephew, kid. And then – no, he actually said, this is my nephew, Fatso, because yeah. he's fat. So now Kojak calls up Sonny. He's like, hey, I, I got some questions for Johnny. Johnny is like puking his guts out. He's fucking naked with just a fucking blanket around this him. Is, this is one of my favorite scenes it's a beautiful ever. Scene. They, like I already love the fucking paying off Sonny. You owe me six bucks, slapping him, <laughs> grinning, and then they come back with this scene. It's so perfect. So you just have Sonny in the foreground talking on the phone, and then like a fucking mummy lurching <laughs> in the background. You see Johnny come in, waddling, covered in a blanket, sweating profusely. Bags hanging off his eyes, crashes into the foreground in front of Sonny as Sonny's hanging up with Kojak, who has been told, you can't talk to him today. I need like another 48 hours alone with him because this kid's about to crack. Right. And so hangs up and then Sonny turns to the kid, grabs him by the hair, pulls his head back (laughs) and shoves the saddest chocolate bar into his... It was a Hershey bar. (laughs) Saddest fucking bar. It was like already 80% melted so it's like crumbling (laughs) and he gets it all up in his teeth and then he turns and grabs and I was curious about this because do you start with the lowest grade of pulp? So that's Sonny D. Sunny D isn't even orange juice. Exactly. It's one it's per- chemicals. It's one percent orange <laughs> juice, ninety-nine percent kelp and some shit. And so that's what he's shoving into his mouth here. But the Johnny's doing a good this is the only time Johnny acted well in this episode. He's got he's spitting out chocolate part. I can't do it. I can't do it. And he's like and then we get the backstory. So this was a great scene because it's a, I'm not kidding. Sonny had some great acting because tears are coming up in his eyes. He's remembering about his life. Like, yes. He's like, I kicked twice. He's like, because like, after the first time, I thought I could go back. Yep. I could dabble. And then my fucking brother just locked me in a room for a week. And I kicked it again. And you can do it too, kid. I just want to get it. I want to get high. I can't do this. You can do it, kid. I believe in you. All right, and don't be confused. In the 70s, their forensic teams were on fucking fire. These guys get the full <laughs> assessment back right. within 12 Ballistics, hours. all that they shit. They have everything. They have samples from the walls. They know what TV show he was watching that night. They know what tune was in the air. I don't even know how you do that. Do you hold a glass to the wall and capture it somehow? I don't know. I don't know either. But the, the prints match on the gun and on the camera that was stolen. So we're like, it's case closed, Kojak. Donnie fucking did it, and and oh by the way that the heroin he he was his body because like you said they got all the forensics back fucking next day yeah ten times stronger it's it's pure heroin ten times stronger than anything you see on the streets so now Kojak is rattled because he's right. like fuck there's no way I can't talk to Johnny now I have right. to call up Sonny I have to talk to Johnny today so 
Of course, he you know he's gonna go. He's gonna he's not even gonna bother with the phone call. He's gonna drive straight over there. Right. And as he's driving by, we see Sonny running down the street. Still got the agility, man. Right. He had a good pace going. And they stop, and he's like, "Sonny, what the fuck? He, he bailed on me, Kojak. He's going for a stash." And then they're like, "Get in the car!" So they follow. They go down like a block, and then we see fucking Johnny. Uh, this is very confusing. And so they jump out. They chase him down. A, you know, yeah. it was a dry alley. Yeah, it was dry. This would be a perfect the- scene for Crocker, but for some reason, Saperstein was doing this one because he 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 like tackles uh, uh, Johnny. Right, and they pull him up, and he somehow got to their safe house, got the drugs. <laughs> like this is yeah. amazing. And Kojak's like. You would have been dead if you fucking did that shit. That's pure heroin. I just wanted one more hit. I was going to go back. I was going to get off the stuff. I just needed one more. Perfect fucking junkie talk. And Kojak's like, your fucking front friend Donnie is dead, kid. We're, we're hauling you in. And they go back to the police station. And we got Johnny's like he's naked again for some reason. And he's got like a, a blanket yeah, yeah, around a him. I didn't even think about that. He's back in there shirtless, at least we can tell. He's Steven Seagalling it where he's got a fucking blanket pulled up for a sex scene. That is not what's happening here. I just for some reason reminded of Steven Seagal's sex scenes when he's always got his blankets pulled up to his nipples as someone dances. So Kojak is he's like, you're not my family anymore. You're just a criminal. So he's grilling fucking Johnny and Johnny's like hey he gives up Wilson he talks about he's got he talks about Davis he's like they all I know is they hang out at D'Angelo's and uh and then he's like I I want to I want to kick this Sonny I want to go back sure kid we're gonna do it and then uh Kojak's like I don't trust you you fucking piece of shit I don't care you didn't you 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 don't have my blood you, there's no way Kojak blood is flowing through that pussy ass That's body right. of yours. Yeah, I'm gonna arrest you. We're gonna book you, I'm, but I'm gonna pay the bail. But if you fucking run this time, you're gonna be kicking H while sucking dick in jail, motherfucker. So it's like it's straight up scared straight. Yeah, I'll pay the bail on you tomorrow. We'll get you back into Sunny's place, but you're fucking doing some time, motherfucker. So now Kojak's like, I gotta talk to his mother. So he goes to her, and he's like. Your kid's a junkie, Mary. She she hasn't seen her son in like three days now, by the way. Yeah. And so she's finding out about it because Kojak's telling her right now. Right. She's like, I've been wondering where that kid was. Kid's a junkie. Junkie? Junkie? That's, 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 that's a word. My kid's not a word. And he's like, your kid's a fucking animal. Do you want a fucking son or do you want an animal? You got to go. Because she's like, I want to see him. I can take care of him. No, this is something you can't take care of. He's in right. a safe place. He's going to deal with some real people. Maybe I can let you see him in a couple of days. Yeah, he's like, look. Because she's like, no, I want to see him. He's like, look, give me a couple of days. I'm going to give you the address where he's at, but do not show up for a couple of days. And she's like, fine, I can deal with that. So he leaves her with the address, writes it down and everything. Now cut to G- D'Angelo's, the hangout of Wilson and Davis. Wilson's there. Stavros grabs him. Spread him! Spread him! He's like spreading. He's like, what? Spread your butt cheeks! You mean Davis. Davis. And Kojak strolls in. smoking. He's got the little cigar he's smoking. Pushes up on Davis. He's like, you're going to tell me every fucking thing that's going on here. I don't know anything. And then Stavros comes in. Hey, Kojak. Duh. Look at these little baggies. These are the kind of baggies they sell heroin in. Perfect. You could totally put someone, someone to jail with this evidence. Yeah. And so Kojak is feeling full of confidence, just brimming with it. He's always brimming with confidence. Right. And he starts looking around. He's like, oh, look at all this flour. Oh, look at this. What, oh, look no, at all these drugs. What he does is go, and this is the Kojak line. He goes, zippy dippy doo. Oh and God. just grabs some fucking hair, uh, flour that's pouring in. He's like, what do you know? You're a drug dealer now. What? That makes no sense, Kojak. What are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got enough to book you now. Right. And guess what? When you're in jail, I'm going to put him around the street. You're a stoolie. You're a rat. Yeah. That does, that's not fair, Kojak. Yeah, I know. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Who gives a fuck? And I'm going to tell Wilson, you ratting him out, and then I'm going to set you loose. And he's going to fucking kill you. Uh, that, that's not cool, Kojak. I don't give a fuck. Book him. So they're leaving with uh, Davis here, and Wilson's just like outside in his car watching, and right. they follows him back to the pro- pro- police right. precinct so he can watch from the outside too. Yeah, he's lurking. So they got him at the precinct, 
and they're trying they're trying to work him over, but Wilson sends in his lawyer and Cody's like, God, only only guilty people have lawyers. And so they the, the Like Kojak like walks out into the main hallway or something and the lawyer meets up with him out there and he's like, My client tells me you planted flour on him. And Kojak's like Flower? What are you talking about? I brought him in because he's he's uh, asked some questions about murder, murder, drugs. What? I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Flower. And he's like, if it turns out that's flower, you got him in a flower. You're gonna be in big trouble. It's like, hey, I, my hands are clean. He put he does the fucking you know hands tied, yeah, hands tied. And then he's like, and he's like, you're probably that, that scumbag Wilson's lawyer too. I don't have to tell you any of my clients' names. Like you're all fucking guilty. So we join Will, uh, Davis as he uh, joins Wilson in his car just outside the police precinct, and he's telling him, we got to take out that Johnny kid. We got to find him. We got to murder his face because he knows about everything. He's too close. Well, that's what Wilson is saying, and Davis is like, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't, I'm out. Like, and then yeah, he's like, yeah. and Wilson's like, well, I'll let, you, I'll let you be fucking equal partners in this deal. And he's like, oh, I, like this. I like how that sounds. And so Wilson agrees. You know, He's like, okay, I'll help you out. They happen to know exactly where Johnny lives. They well, no, no. What happens is, oh yeah, you're right. They do find it because because there's a, there's like a street kid that they know. Yeah, that yeah. hangs out with the, the okay. All right, so they they they're gonna head over there and start questioning that, and of course Kojak he's got to check in, and uh, he he's gonna he knows the the guy he's looking for his last name is Wilson, and he knows he had to have been arrested before. Yeah. So, so he's, he's going like, through all the files, getting all the pictures together that he possibly can. Yeah, because we don't know Wilson's first name, right? So he's like, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna need to. He's like, I got, I need to get Johnny to come in. Maybe he can ID something. Oh, yeah, he's gonna take pictures to Johnny. Right. So he calls up Sonny, and he's like, can I talk to? Him? He's like, he's almost gonna kick it, Kojak. I just need one night. Come by in the morning. He's in the back. Johnny's in the background doing pull-ups. He's doing tippy he's, taps. Griff, he's eating a Vinny's. You he's, know you're, you've kicked it when you're eating a Vinny's. Because Sonny was literally saying the kid is holding down a quarter of a Vinny's right now. And so, Son, uh, of course, Coach Jack's just like, "Holy shit, Sonny, you're a miracle worker. I'm gonna, I might let you keep three of that six dollars you owe me. Right. Not the whole thing, of course. Right." So, well, you gotta have some boundaries. Here. And he did run away. On and him. he also is disgusted with his nephew. He doesn't give a shit about his nephew at all. Yeah, he's doing it for his sister. We'll learn more about that now. So uh, now we go back to Wilson. They're outside. Like Davis goes, yeah, they don't. They've never. They haven't seen Johnny in a couple of days. He's like, we, we gotta. He's got to be somewhere stashed. Yeah. Do you got? Do these? Do these people have a number? Are they listed? Yes. Of course they're listed. Yeah, this is the 70s. Everybody was listed. You let your fingers through the walk-in on the yellow pages. Yeah, so Wilson goes and walks up those yellow pages, as I was about to say. Gets the number, calls up, fucking Uncle Constantino, the idiot, answers. Yeah. And like, Johnny is not here. He's like, well, I'm his parole officer. Like, Constantine doesn't... He's just making this shit up, and it's gullible yeah. Constantine's like, what? Exactly. He's doing the Andrew Callaghan bit. He's just letting him fill in the blanks. He just said, I'm his parole officer. And Uncle Cat uh, uh, Constantine. Constantine. He's just going to, he, Johnny's a good boy. He's so good. I oh, He's just God. not a here. He's just not a here. He's at a, fr- I mean, he's at a good, ho- he's, he's he- at a good rehab detox center. Well, I need to talk to him. I, I, he'll go to jail if I don't talk to him. Okay, okay, okay. I give you the address, <laughs> and he gives him the address. So we're like, holy shit! <sighs> so Kojak, he's preparing to just take the night off. He's he's doing the classic. He's just standing here, got the fucking cup of coffee. He's like, what's the matter with these fucking kids? Why are they just shooting this shit into their fucking veins? Stavros comes in. Well, is it any different than getting a drink? Kojak, the most disgusted look in his face. What the fuck are you talking about? How could you compare alcohol to heroin? I'm not. I'm just saying maybe we should go out and get a drink. Well, that I like. 
fucking spikes his <laughs> coffee cup on the ground. Pick that up, Stavros. Gets the phone call. Uncle Constantino. Hey, I just want to let you know the parole officer called. Parole officer? What the fuck are you talking about? Stavros, let's get in the car. So they rush over to Sonny's. We cut over to Sonny's where he's opening the door for some unwelcomed guests. Yeah, Wilson and Davis. They force their way in, and it's it's looking grim immediately. But Sonny. Well, you know, first they're like chill. They're just talking. And they're like, and then all of a sudden, Sonny, are you coming back up? That was creepy. This whole scene is very creepy. <laughs> yeah. He's wrapped in his blankets naked again. Yeah. A young boy. Yeah. Naked. With his sweaty, sweaty. curly hair. Sonny, are you coming back up? Run, kid! And then, fucking, yeah, they pull the gun. Fucking Sonny, he's the next, he's the next pug. He's the next palooka. So he grabs Davis or struggling. He's using Davis as a shield. Wilson just shoots Davis. Doesn't give a fuck. And then uh, Sonny throws Davis at Wilson. Starts running up the stairs. Gets shot in the back. Shot in the back. He's Useless po- Johnny. He, he's like... He's like Fucking Sonny had to shut the door because Johnny's so fucking useless. Yeah, jo- okay. Sonny dives into the room and says, Johnny, <laughs> shut and lock the door. Apparently, Johnny failed at doing that. <laughs> yes. So now we are we get Kojak arriving. Right. Well, yeah, because he's uh, son. Uh, Wilson's just about to shoot uh, on Johnny. Kojak runs in the door, got his gun out, tiny little revolver, teeny. Right. Well, he doesn't need. He, he's Kojak. He doesn't need to use. He, well, he wants to slap people. Right. Because this is instead of shooting the guy, maybe some cops should learn this lesson. He maybe. just bitch slaps Wilson with his gun. This think, is the third man who's been slapped. Think about earlier. We started with Beastmaster too. We talked about the cop in the zoo scenario with the lion who's biting off the guy's hand, and they sh- killed the lion or tiger. Right. I forget which. It's a tiger. It's a tiger. Kojak would slap the tiger, right. which wouldn't kill it. Would right. probably just teach it to respect its boundaries, you know. Right. So Stavros comes in and arrests Wilson. We see Stunny laying there. He's dead. And this is the perfect Kojak line because he just looks at his nephew so disg- – I mean, Johnny's guilty. He's feeling guilty. He bonded with Sonny. He's crying over Sonny's body. Right. He's like, he's dead, kid. I hope the trade-off is worth it, you piece of fucking shit. And then we get a nice little zoom in on that onk neck, eternal life. It's the irony because he's dead. He's wearing that onk necklace. I think it would have been more appropriate because right before he cut to the onk, you see a loogie heading towards <laughs> Johnny's face out of Kojak's mouth. Yeah. That would have been a good freeze frame in between yeah. that. But, yeah. yeah, the onk's also a yeah. little, you know. Yeah. A little more poetic. It is. So there you have it, people. You got you got a little, little taste of the mind of Tim Murray. That's not all, because in a couple weeks, we're going to get into the mind of young Griffin Hageman when we do a Columbo tippy-tap. Columbo. So look for that in a couple weeks, and we'll see you next time.